What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Fitness. In this episode, we are joined by special guest Kara, and we talk about a bunch of different things. Uh, How to overcome eating disorders, what are eating disorders and the different types, how to begin working out if you have anxiety, whether it's gym workouts, home workouts. We also talk about non-binary people, and there's so much more in this episode, and I feel like you would greatly benefit from listening to the entire episode. I do apologize in advance for the extreme length in this episode. Uh, if you have any feedback, positive or negative, please let me know, and uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hello. Hello. Okay, perfect. You can hear me good? Yep, I can hear you good. Okay, so... Oh man, what was I going to say? So this is the next episode of the podcast. If you guys haven't listened to the previous one, definitely go check it out. I'm here with Kara today and uh, we're just, she has, she had a bunch of questions that she wanted to get answered basically from my point of view, my perspective. Um, So she did listen to the previous podcast and she came up with a whole bunch of questions that she wanted to ask. So Kara, give a little introduction of yourself and you know, basically what you want to talk about today. Um, hi, so I'm Kara. Um, I'm a photography and um, graphic designer. And basically, uh, I was listening to the last podcast with Chanel. And I was actually in the shower and it sparked a bunch of questions. Some that I like brought up to my therapist before, some that I haven't, that I wanted to ask someone like you, Eddie, um, like a fitness person. And it's basically just about, um, I guess you could say, uh, mental health and gender identity and um, being someone that has recovered from an eating disorder and how that works with fitness going forward. Yeah. Perfect. So before we get started, me and Kara, we never really had any fitness conversations prior to this. Uh, any conversation we had was strictly with anime. All right, that's yeah. something that you know we have a common interest with. But uh, so this is going to be the actual first conversation we have related to fitness, nutrition, and everything else you care uh, wants to uh, go over. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, so we're just going to get right into it. So she care uh, is going to ask her questions, and I'm going to just answer them. I did get the uh, questions sent over to me prior, but I didn't want to look over them. I didn't want to kind of plan out what I was going to say. I wanted everything to be to come natural and not have a pre-planned answer. So, Kara, go ahead. Ask the first question. We'll get right into it. All righty. So, uh, the first one, I I put, like, training. And when I say training, I say, like, eating, working out, nutrition, like, all, all the stuff you do. Um, like, how would you go about that with someone who's recovered from an eating disorder? For me personally, this is all from my point of view, so it could be different for other people. Uh, certain diets can, like, trigger certain things, especially when they're really restricted. Um, like, for me, I can't do calorie counting or anything because it makes me want to, like, go back to that stuff. So, like, how would you, as a personal trainer, like, go about that? So, before I give you any advice... 
something that I tell you might something I tell you that might work for you might not work for another person. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, I could follow something you probably can't, or you can follow something that I probably can't. Mm-hmm. So, an eating disorder. Do you want to give a little bit of uh, information Con- about what? A, yeah, context about what an eating disorder is, or um, you know, from from your knowledge. Eating disorder and restrictive eating is just, I would say, the basis is a toxic relationship with food. Um, and it can go anywhere from, I'm not a specialist, by the way, I'm just someone that has dealt with it. Um, so it can range anything from restricting your eating, which means not eating any calorie intake at all to very, like a very high deficit or to binge eating or both of those or, um, throwing up and stuff after you uh, have eaten. And, um, there's different things within different eating disorders. Personally, mine was not eating for a couple days and then binging and not eating and um, never a healthy relationship with food personally. So it was always, my mentality was always like all foods, bad food, like calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit. Um, So yeah, that's kind of just, I didn't want to get too much into it, but like, yeah, that's kind of so you know what I've dealt with, so you can kind of answer the question better, I guess. <laughs> Got you. So there are a few different types of eating disorders. More uh, others that are more popular than others, or that stand out more, if you will. So one of them is avoidant or restrictive food intake disorder, which basically means you undereat a lot. Uh, I think it is you have to do it consecutively for once a week once or two times a week for up to three months. And that's how you know you have an eating disorder and uh, avoiding or restrictive food intake is basically can be very problematic because if you're not eating, let's say you're just not eating at all, you're depriving yourself of your nutrients, which you need to survive. And uh, a lot of people can struggle with that. But uh, before we, before I go into my answer about the question, I just want to give a little bit of information about other eating disorders that somebody else might struggle with that they might have these uh actions i guess and they might not even know they have an eating disorder they might think it's perfectly fine or perfectly normal uh some things that they do you know so that is one of the first ones is avoidant of avoidant or restrictive food intake disorder and like i said under eating nutrient um you're just lacking your nutrients so the next one is anorexias uh anorexic nervosa so a lot of people struggle with this is basically perfecting your body's image so let's say you want to have the toned six-pack abs that's your that's your ideal oh that's perfect that's what i want that's what i need to look like you're going to do everything in your power to get that or to maintain it if you already have it so this could be not eating enough, not eating at all. And it kind of ties in, you know? So a lot of people could folk, uh, do struggle with that as well. Next one is bulimia nervosa. Ah, bulimia. Bulimia. Bulimia, yeah. Sorry. So this one is very, very, very popular. So it's also very unhealthy in a way. 
you're consuming large amounts of food and then purging afterwards. And you, like you mentioned it earlier, throwing up or another form of purging would be exercising ex- excessively. So I can eat, let's say if I have this disorder, I can, I'll eat 4,000 calories, but then I'll go on a run for two hours thinking, mentally thinking, okay, I'm going to burn that food off that I just ate. Another form of purging is taking laxatives to throw up or to somehow get the calories out of your system. So very unhealthy if you're, you know, taking laxatives so every so often and you're going over the recommended doses, that's not healthy at all. And for so many uh, other health problems. Uh, another common one is the binge eating disorder, and you mentioned that one earlier. So uh, this is just consuming large amounts of food daily. And the problem with this is, let's say you are focusing on your diet, you have a good breakfast, you have a good lunch, and then you have a good dinner, and you were in a calorie deficit, everything was good. And let's say you it's nighttime, right when you're about to go to bed, you have a, uh, a craving, you want, say, a chocolate bar. You go in the cabinet, you get out a chocolate bar, and then you just can't stop. You have the chocolate bar, now you want more. And then you give in, then you get the chocolate ice cream, then you get the chocolate cake, and you keep going, keep going. And you might think it's perfectly fine, but that's just a sign of if you have a binge eating disorder. And afterwards, you'll realize, holy shit, I just ate a whole bunch of chocolate, a whole bunch of sweets, and I was I did so good today. Not I get the sense of, I feel ashamed. So if that sounds familiar, this might be something that you might have, uh, anybody listening. Uh, pica is another eating disorder. And this is just, this is actually very uncommon. Uh, one to 3% of the Earth's population struggle with this. Pica is basically consuming non-food items. And what I mean by, uh, what I mean by that is, consuming rocks, consuming hair, consuming shampoo, consuming consuming anything that's not food. And you might think like, oh that who who would do that? It's 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 not very common, but it's still a thing and there aren't too much there isn't too much research on it, but it is a thing like I said. Um let's say you're in the shower and you see your shampoo bar, you might have the urge just to pick it up and eat it. And that is very, it's just unsafe. Like I said, there's not too much research on it. uh, And it's very uncommon. The last one I want to talk about is nocturnal sleep-related eating disorder. And this one is very very uncommon as well. And it's actually very surprising to me because uh, you're you're familiar with, like, sleepwalking, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this disorder basically means... When a person is sleeping, they get up from their bed and eat while they're sleeping. And you might, people listening, you might sound like, what? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a thing. And again, like, there's not too much science behind it. But the studies that were done on people, they uh, noted that they had, like, strange uh, eating combinations, if you will. Like, they would put, like, a hot dog with peanut butter or it it's just uncontrollable because how how can you control something when you're sleeping you know so just a little uh 
bit of background information about the eating disorders from what I know. Uh, these are the most the more common ones. But uh, so uh, if you mind, can you repeat your question one more time, please? That's fine. Sorry, I just went off on a rant. You're fine. I would say I, I would. How would you go about training someone who's recovered from one because certain diets can trigger going back to that? Like I said, for me, counting calories or like very restrictive ones make me want to go back to my disordered eating. So like, how would you go about that? And I know you'd have to talk with the client and it's different for each person. But So let's use you for an example. You mentioned calorie counting mm -hmm. or uh, excessive, like res super restrict diet. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do that at all. So what, when people think they're, you know, they're doing a diet, they, some people get the image that they need to count their calories when it's just not the case at all. You don't need to count calories. You can lose weight or build muscle just without counting calories. You don't need to do that. Same thing with following an overly strict diet. You don't need to do that. So for me, if I have a client who previously had an eating disorder, I want to find out a little bit more information about what type, like what was the causes or what trigger foods, stuff that, you know, they kind of want to stay away from. Uh, like that would just, I would just need a little bit more information. But like I said, I would never tell somebody you need to count calories. You need to follow this diet. What I would do is I would give the best nutritional advice. So nutrition guidelines, basically, I, I would say, here's what amount of calories you should be eating a day. Here's your weekly calories. Here's your protein that you should be eating. But I would never say you need to eat it. I would never say that. You, I feel as though if you have, uh, if you're told to follow something, it's very difficult, very difficult, especially if it's something super strict. So mm -hmm. from my perspective, I would not tell somebody, especially with with weight loss, I would not tell them you need to follow A, B, C, and D. No, I'm gonna give you all the options, and you could choose from it. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's how I would go about it. You know, with any clients. Uh, or anybody who, you know, needs help with nutrition, I would say, okay, what is something that you struggle with? Mm -hmm. And just find, just make sure you don't do it. Because mm -hmm. let's say if I tell you to count your calories, that, that's just like, fuck, like you're putting me back into that, that negative space where I just left, you know? So like I said, if, if you're, if you recover from an eating disorder and you're, you want a personal trainer or you want a, a coach and they tell you you need to count calories or you need to follow this super strict diet. You need to find a new coach. You need to find a new trainer because that they're just putting you back to where you were. And mm -hmm. if especially if you recovered from that, that's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it, it's very uh, getting me a little bit riled up. So if I go on a rant again, oh. you know, just stop me. But um, yeah, like I said, I would make sure. Find out all the triggers mm -hmm. and find out what would cause the eating, what caused the eating disorder in the first place and make sure to give a lot of recommendations to be successful mm -hmm. in the goal, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Does that answer your question or? Question, but I have like another question to piggyback off that. You said like you'd give like, like I heard in the last one, you give like Chanel and them meal plans and stuff, right? Like, do you 
do you include calories? And if so, if you have someone like me who like wouldn't like even just like I can't eat like personally, like I can't even look at like labels sometimes. Like I just I have to cover up the calories. I know that probably sounds stupid. Um, but like would you like when you have clients like me or people with eating disorders recovered and stuff, would you like feel comfortable just like not like putting that putting that everything else like everything else nutritional about it, but like not the calories or is that important do you think? Ah, that that's a great question. Uh great question. So I never experienced having somebody who recovered from an eating disorder and you know calories was like their trigger like fuck if I look at calories I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind so that that would be pretty difficult but what I do is I ask all my clients and everybody I work with prior to this I ask them what do you like to do what is it that you like what comforts you what makes you feel good what makes you feel happy what is it that you like to do if you like to go out on Friday and go to the bar or go to a bowling alley and get shit faced, drink so much alcohol. Mm-hmm. I want you to take it a little bit more easy, but I'm not going to tell you you don't you don't you don't need you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So like for the calorie counting, I I wouldn't say you need to count your calories. Don't look at fucking calories. Yeah. One recommendation that I tell most of my clients is uh it's a nutritional guideline that I give is it's called three plates and two snacks. Okay, so this helps so many people. And I learned this from another uh, fitness influence, uh, fitness influencer, Jordan Syatt. Check him out. His Instagram is Syatt Fitness. Very popular. And he's one of my favorite influencers. But I learned it from him. And it's called Three Plates and Two Snacks because throughout the day you have three plates and two snacks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the concept of this is you take your plate, you fill it up with what you want. Mm-hmm. I would like for you to start with... More, I would like for you to start with protein first. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, if it's chicken, beef, or your vegan pro like vegan protein options or mm-hmm. fish stuff like that, I would like for you to start with your protein first, and mm-hmm. get as much protein as you would like. Then mm-hmm. go into the veggies, or you know if you don't want to eat veggies for breakfast, get into your fruits. Okay, mm-hmm. put as much as you can. Then get into your carbs. You know if you want to have some rice, you want to have some pasta. Okay. Whatever fits on that one plate, throw it on there. Of course, mm-hmm. I don't want you to have a, a big ass, like a big plate, like the size of the table, but I don't want you to have a little tiny plate either that's, you know, mm-hmm. size of a quarter. Moderate size plate mm-hmm. and just go like that. Like I said, you don't need to, if counting calories or looking at labels scares mm-hmm. you, you don't need to do it. Trust me. Okay. For the snack, and I would like for you to try that. Give it a try. Okay. Three plates, two snacks. And for the snacks, anything that can fit in your hand okay. is a snack. I, I consider that a snack. If it's a donut, it's a donut. It's a bag of chips, it's a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Try it out. You know, it might seem like, holy shit, he's telling me I could eat three plates and two fucking snacks. It'll work. And okay. especially for somebody who recovered from an eating disorder and definitely don't want to go back to that, mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't look at calories, don't look at the labels, nothing. That's my best recommendation. Uh, like I said, I would just need to l- know a little bit more information. But if anybody else has a question related to that or struggles with, you know, looking at calories, definitely give the three plates and two snacks a try. Or you can switch it up. 
to do three snacks and two plates. So have a snack for breakfast or, you know, whatever the case may be, you can play around with it. But that is my recommendation to anybody who struggles with counting calories or looking at the labels. So hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, it did. Thank you. Um, the next one's a little different. Um, so I'm a non-binary person. <laughs> um, and I've been looking at, so I'm a runner as well. And that's what I do for fitness. But I've been looking at weight training um, because more muscular, kind of want a more androgynous body. Can you train someone to have more androgynous body? So this question was something that I never got asked before at all. So like when I read it, I was like, holy crap. Like, you know, I need, need to think a little bit more about this. Okay. So what? Give me the definition of non-binary. Uh, non-binary, it's kind of different for everyone. For me, it's just uh, a gender identity, like male or female or man-woman. And for me personally, like if you think of like a spectrum, you know, you have man on one side, woman on the other. Uh, I'm not even on that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm off. Okay. It's not a thing for me. I don't feel connected to it. The more... Uh, it's in my life, if that makes sense. For me personally, uh, it uh, kind of makes me uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's different for every every non-binary person. Uh, some people feel exactly like that. Uh, like, uh, you know, they feel <laughs> gender is not a thing for them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some feel like right in the middle and sometimes it fluctuates. It's different for everyone. That's why I said for me, because some, some non-binary people they like how they look. It has nothing to do. It's kind of more, I get sometimes uh, certain gender dysphoria with my body. And that just means like um, certain, certain ways like my body is makes me feel uncomfortable with my, with myself. Mm-hmm. And it like, um, it's kind of hard to like give an example, but like, an example for me is like gender euphoria would be like when I come across as androgynous, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's why for me, I would want a more androgynous body, but like not every non-binary person want an androgynous body. It's kind of like per person, whatever they want. But for me, that's what I would want. So like, could you go about that? Because I look on the on websites cause like I don't have a trainer or anything. So I'm like, ah, there's weightlifting for men and weightlifting for women. And I'm like, is it different? Is it the same? So like for me, as an AFAB person, and that just means assigned female at birth, um, I was looking at <laughs> weightlifting for men because I'm like, well, if I started out here and I'm doing this, maybe I'll end up in the middle looking. <laughs> so I don't even know if that's true or if there's even a difference between how you train um a woman or a man like body wise like yeah because mm-hmm. yeah so i'm gonna give you you might probably expect like a long answer i'm gonna give you the answer in the most simplest form uh-huh okay so you said you you looked it up and you've seen female and you've mm-hmm. seen male workout programs right mm-hmm. and, and i might go on a little rant this is something that this is toxic fitness influence okay Mm -hmm. so there are people who will post uh 
female full body workouts, female arm workouts, female chest workouts, female butt workouts. And there's male influencers that will post male chest workouts, male shoulder workouts, male back workouts. Like, what the fuck is the difference between my body and your body? We have the same muscles. We have the same four muscles in the quad. We have the same four muscles in the bicep. We have the same four, uh, three muscles in the triceps. Excuse me. What's the difference? There's no difference in training. And this is what a lot of high, uh, how do you say it? People with uh, a big following, this mm-hmm. is exactly what they do. And this is how they make their money because people don't know. They fall into the trap of, okay, this workout is for female butts. Female mm-hmm. butt workout. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Why can't a why can't a male do a a, a butt workout? Uh-huh. You, you know stuff like that. So, for everybody in the world, we all have the same muscles. We all have the same muscular structure. Nothing mm-hmm. is different. You know, we might think a certain way. We might look a certain way. We might feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I have two muscles in my bicep. You have two muscles in your bicep. John Cena has two muscles in his bicep. You know, everybody has the same structure, okay? So for a fitness influencer to promote, okay, here's a female arm workout or a male arm workout. First of all, you're fucking with people's minds. You're fucking with, you're fucking with everybody, you know? Like, you were, that's yeah. from what you just said. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so toxic because it's done everywhere. It's mm-hmm. done everywhere. And when I make a workout, I don't fucking put male female i don't i put full body workout okay and if you see somebody who has female full body workout female or male workout mm-hmm. fuck that get find some find something different mm-hmm. because they're they're trying to target you to make money okay so i gave into this in the beginning of my fitness journey i seen these crazy looking influencers like holy shit his arms are his arms are massive. Mm-hmm. Let me buy let me buy his 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 male arm workout, mm. and that's exactly what I did. Yeah. And I'm now that I know I'm like, why why can't my mom do this? Why can't my sister do this? You know. So keep it short, keep it simple. Everybody has the same everybody has the same amount of muscles in their body, same bones. You can do any workout you want. Mm-hmm. You can if you want to tone your bigger arms you can train for bigger arms Mm -hmm. if you want uh more muscular legs you can train for more muscular legs Mm -hmm. now there is some limitations if you will Mm -hmm. um all with like uh how do you say it you might not be able to lift as heavy Mm -hmm. in the beginning okay but this is it, or you know, if you wanted like a cardiovascular, you might not be able to go as high, go as hard as somebody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you might look at people who are up here, but mm-hmm. you're gonna be starting lower, and mm-hmm. you just have to work your way up. It's possible. It's yeah. possible. You could, you could do anything. You know, it's possible. But don't give in to male workout programs, female. Mm-hmm. A workout program is a workout program. You can do anything which you, anything you want. Mm-hmm. If you like it, keep doing it. But to answer your question, it, everybody has the same amount of muscles, same muscles. Yeah. You can train. 
you know, however you want. Does, does that answer your question or? That answers it a lot. And another one to piggyback off that. So I mentioned gender dysphoria and me, my chest, um, I don't have a big chest, but um, it can kind of give me dysphoria sometimes. So is there workouts to help with that? Like um, to make your, like when I talk about chest, I'm talking about like the breast size. Like is there workouts to make that smaller? I know that feels kind of weird, but yeah. It... Or is that just kind of a thing that like it's there if it changes it does if it doesn't uh... so with that i would tr i would recommend more of the nutrition try mm -hmm. to you know lower the, your body fat a little bit more um mm -hmm. uh, and see if that works but so you know genetics are right mm -hmm. yeah so everybody has their genetics to where they look a certain way to where their muscles grow a certain way to uh, where their fat uh, gets placed first. So I'll do a whole nother podcast episode on that separately because that's a whole nother discussion itself. But for you or yeah, for you, mm -hmm. your genetics for your breast, mm -hmm. you can't do nothing about that. Yeah. You can't, you know, there are medical certain med medical things you could do on the medical side, but genetically you can't change your genetics mm -hmm. so for example for me when i started my fitness journey mm -hmm. i would look up how to get uh more vascularity in my forearms mm -hmm. and that's basically the amount of veins that people can see on my forearms uh -huh. so i would look that up and i started hearing the word genetics 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 and i'm like okay now that i know looking back now like I wish I knew that how my body is, mm -hmm. I can't change that. Yeah. Like the shape of my bicep or the shape of my calf, I can't change that. That's something that you're born with. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, there are medical things you can do, mm -hmm. you know, to change how your bicep looks. There's mm -hmm. people, famous people, like they look like circus, circus freaks with their super large biceps <laughs> or their, you know, crazy body. Genetically, it's just impossible. Okay. But on the medical side, you know, there there's that possibility, but then you run against the uh, health factors, I guess you would say, with mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. Cool. Um, thank you. Um, the next one. Okay. I wrote, talking about fitness and working out, this goes back to kind of like trigger stuff. Um, can trigger a lot of stuff emotionally, especially someone like me with eating disorders and being a plus size person my whole life and all that kind of stuff. Um, people with self image. With that being said, like, how do you get into the world of fitness without triggering it? And if that doesn't make sense, an example is like, like I said, I'm a runner. And how do I get into this without being like, kind of, I guess, like, the body I have now sucks and will suck until I'm at whatever the goal is, if that makes sense. So let me ask you something. How'd you start your, your fitness journey? Like what, what was the first things you did like in the beginning? Um, I was bored in quarantine and um, I just started running or, well, I started walking outside um, and I would do like, I don't know. I'm always, I'm a perfectionist. So I'm like, if I can't do speed, then you know what? We're going to do five miles a day 
four times a week and I didn't have anything to do. So I did. Um, so I got like a bunch of distance and then, um, I just started like jogging and then that's kind of how I got into it. Now it's like half and half, but I'll run for half. I'll walk for half. Um, that's my fitness journey, I guess. Um, but it's kind of like, and it's hard to explain. I even try to bring it up, uh, to my therapist and I'm just kind of like, there's even this like shame for having any progress about how I was when I started, if that makes sense. Like you want to celebrate and you want to get into this world of fitness, like, um, like eating healthy and whatever, but how do I do that without feeling shameful of how I was living, if that makes sense. And I, I don't know if you can answer that. It's more of a mental thing and, you know, but I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. So, some, uh, uh, let me go on a little side note. Um, being a trainer and working with people, um, I'm not only helping them with their fitness and their nutrition. I'm helping them, you know, their psychological aspect of things as well. Mm-hmm. And my first semester of college, I had a psychology course. And mm-hmm. the professor was a therapist. And the stuff that she would go over is like, mind-blowing to me like Mm -hmm. I would learn learn so much from her Mm -hmm. and I would take that and use it in my my training you know I had I have over 20 clients and almost 90% of them have came have come to me and had deep conversations if you will Mm -hmm. uh coming to me for advice and uh just basically talking basically mm-hmm. coming to me to talk to me you know whether it's about relationships stress school family stuff like that so mm-hmm. um it, it's definitely interesting how fitness and your mental go together so mm-hmm. uh, if you're somebody who struggles with uh mental instability and you have you know things going on in your life try starting with fitness that's a great great point but uh yeah, get off that side note. Um, so to answer your question, you want to start. You want to start easy, mm-hmm. okay? Whether it's with how you feel about yourself, or mm-hmm. how you start your fitness journey. That's why I asked that question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure you heard the saying: "You have to crawl before you can run, mm-hmm. or walk before you can run." Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, same principle, right? So. Mm-hmm. Same thing, basically. You want to, you can't just start your journey and expect to be looking like a superstar in a week. Mm-hmm. And this is where patience comes into play because there's nothing you can really do to, I mean, yeah, there's nothing you can really do to kind of speed up that that process in a way. You have to be patient. You might not like how your body looks now, but you keep working towards it and you'll start to like yourself a little more, more and more every day. And one thing that, that helps with me and I helps with a lot of people take progress pictures and set short term goals. Okay. So when people start their fitness journey, they set one long term goal that they, or one goal that is going to take them months, if not years to achieve. So use, uh, John, for example, let's say John is wants to lose 100 pounds. 
Mm-hmm. No, let's let's say twenty pounds. Let's be mm-hmm. a little bit more realistic. So he want John wants to lose twenty pounds. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll want he'll set that goal by say March, and it's possible. But let's say he gets to March and he's not he didn't lose twenty pounds. Let's say he lost ten pounds. Mm-hmm. He's gonna beat himself up because. Like, ah, man, I, I didn't lose 20 pounds. I mean, I give up. He's going to quit. So mm-hmm. my recommendation for you would be to set shorter term goals. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want, uh, whether it's with fitness or with, you know, how much you weigh, your, your arm measurements, your leg measurements, mm-hmm. set shorter term goals that you can, that you can achieve in a relatively shorter time, whether that be a week, two weeks, three weeks. Now, this is going to give you the sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go. Like, I, I, you're going to be, fuck yeah, I did it. You <laughs> yeah. know, and that, that's a good feeling, the feeling of accomplishment. So that would be my recommendation. Like I said, you, you're patient. You just got to be patient. You can't rush things because when, you're, don't, when you rush things, you do everything wrong. It's going to set you back. No, it's a, it's a marathon, not a, not a sprint. I think that's a, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So. Yeah. Be patient, set shorter term goals, whether if you want to run five miles straight or you want to run five miles in a certain amount of time, whatever the case may be, or you want to lose 0.5 a pound in a week, lose two pounds in a week, set shorter term goals that you can achieve realistically mm-hmm. and just keep keep doing it. Keep like setting short term goals because you're, you're going to constantly achieve these short term goals mm-hmm. and these short-term goals should leave you, should lead you to your long-term goal, mm-hmm. in a way. So, that's my best advice would be: be patient at first, and mm-hmm. continue setting short-term goals that is going to lead you to your long-term goal. Yeah, thank you. I actually had a question that sparked just now from your answer, and it was something you said about like measurements because I take measurements. Um, and what I don't know, I don't know how to phrase this, but it's like certain parts of my body I'm trying to gain muscle, like my arms. Like I want them to look like bigger, stronger. And it's like I am someone that's plus size. So what did those like you know, like if someone that was a smaller stature, they're trying to gain muscle, their muscles mm-hmm. are gonna get bigger. Like they're gonna it's gonna be a linear, you know what I'm saying? But if you're plus size and you're trying to gain muscle, is it going to stay the same? Or are you going to get smaller, but it's, it's like more compact because it's muscle? Like, how does that work? Oh, so that's a great, great question. I, I love stuff like that. So for a plus size person, you have a little bit excess arm fat. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot of people, even somebody who's of a smaller stature, like you said, you might not think of it, but they have some arm fat. They have some mm-hmm. fat on their arms. For a plus-size person, you're going to, I want you to simultaneously try to lose the fat and build the muscle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's going to fluctuate your measurements. Yeah. If you're, you know, if your training is in check mm-hmm. and your nutrition is in check, it's going to fluctuate. I'm letting you know ahead of time. And so you might lose a little bit more fat. But you're also going to be gaining more muscle. Mm -hmm. So with that, you'll notice that you'll have less skin to pull on. Mm -hmm. For your, let's say you're pulling your bicep, you'll have less skin to pull on. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And when you flex, when your arm is like straight out, you have like less tricep fat. Like where mm-hmm. that, a lot of people have that tricep fat where it jiggles. Mm-hmm. I'm touching my freaking arm right now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> trying to explain this. But yeah, so you'll notice that it, the measurement will be, uh, it, it might affect you neg- negatively mm-hmm. in a way. So you're like, oh man, like why does my measurement get bigger? Mm-hmm. but your measurement got bigger because you built some muscle on it. Okay. So don't let that be a... That's why I, progress pictures are, you're going to be your best friend. Your measurements, they, they can be helpful, mm-hmm. but for a goal, like you you said, you wanted to increase your arm size, yeah. build some strength. So they might, you know, you might have, damn, like why did my arm go up 0.5 in an inch? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's most likely because you built some good quality muscle on there and oh. it's just going to be more aesthetic. It's going to look more, more, uh, toned if you will. Yeah. Thank you. Um, another one, which kind of goes back to what we were talking about, but fitness and especially like as a plus size person, you see this when you go to the doctor, it's small equals good, ba- big equals bad size wise. And it's like, how do you get into fitness and like keep a fitness lifestyle and have a higher weight but not be shameful of it? Like, cause I'm a higher weight and I'm a ton healthier than I was a year ago, but I'm still a bigger weight. But so that makes you kind of feel some type of way about it. You know what I'm saying? And it's, yeah. Like, how do you keep this like all bodies are good bodies with fitness? So that, that's a great point. A lot of people think that if somebody is skinny, that they're healthy. And if somebody is overweight, that they're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's not the case at all. That's not the case. And I, I thought that too. I would, uh, I would tell people, oh, yeah, I'm skinny. I'm healthy. But mm-hmm. me being skinny, I was, was eating one, once a day, probably not eating at all. You know, wasn't healthy at all. So to answer that question, you want, like, like I said before, you want to start small. Mm-hmm. Which are and build up. So let's say you don't want to go to a gym because a gym could be very intimidating, extremely intimidated. Mm-hmm. E- thinking of going to a gym for some people might be like, well, I don't want to. I don't ever want to think about even walking near a gym. Yeah. And a lot of people struggle with that, and that's what a lot of people they kind of hold off their fitness journey because they they have that fear and or they have that anxiety, you know. Mm-hmm to even walk past the gym or come in within a mile of the gym, you know? So do you need a gym to get fit? No, you don't. You don't need a gym to get fit. You could do workouts in your room Mm -hmm. five minutes and get fit. Mm -hmm. Of course, the nutrition is going to be more important, but Mm -hmm. why, why try to go into a gym when you're not ready? You're trying to, you're, you're born, you're trying to run. Like what you just, you need to crawl, you need to walk, you know, you, mm-hmm. you need to start small. So mm-hmm. the gym is such a, a, going to the gym is so advanced and a lot of people don't, you know, they don't want uh, to think of it as being advanced, but going to the gym is like next level, you mm-hmm. know, especially to people who have the anxiety of, you know, uh, I don't want to go to the gym because they're going to look at me or, you know, they're, they, they feel self-conscious. So my advice would be to start small. Like you already have the 
you're already comfortable to where you can go outside and run. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't, I don't want to go outside and even walk because my neighbor is going to see me and he's going to see I have a, you know, I have my hoodie on and I'm trying to get healthy and he might judge me. And that's what a lot of people think. But yeah. start small. Start, you know, if, if you have a set of dumbbells, you don't even need a set of dumbbells. You could do body weight training and mm-hmm. it works. Start small. You'll build these habits. And then once you get more comfortable, go into the next step, which be which would be like walking outside. Then mm-hmm. go into the next step, walking outside closer to a gym. Mm-hmm. Then next step would be looking inside the gym or watching videos about the gym or stuff like that. Yeah. That, that that's my recommendation, honestly. You know, for somebody, even if you're of a smaller stature and you feel un- uncomfortable going to a gym because, oh yeah, these guys are so muscular. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Start small. And work your way up. It's it's not a rush. You don't you don't yeah. gotta, you know, why why try to go into something? Cause let's say somebody who has gym anxiety, they try to go into the gym, they go for like five minutes, they're like, oh no, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. They get out the gym and now they don't ever want to get in shape. They don't ever want to get fit. Mm-hmm. So don't set yourself up for failure. Anybody listening who has anxiety with you know, with anything we're talking about, don't try to just try to run. You got to crawl. You have mm-hmm. to walk. And like I said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. It Patience, give it time, and work towards it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 if you don't feel comfortable going to the gym, you don't have to go to the gym. You don't. You can achieve your fitness goals from the comforts of your own home. Mm-hmm. So if anybody struggles with that, like I said, you don't need a gym to get fit. You don't. Start small. Build healthy and positive habits and slowly advance even if it takes you two months to be able to walk outside or go for a short jog if it takes you two months you're, you're making progress and i'm super proud of you okay so anybody you know struggles with that like i said start small and work your way up and if you need help i you can contact me anytime anyone listening okay so hope that answered your question yeah no it did it actually answered another question i'm just going to reiterate it just in case you have anything else to add to it so i put for me but it could be for anybody um personal training like chanel sees you my cousin has a personal trainer uh they see trainers or even fitness classes i was interested in boxing i still want to box um but i have a lot of anxieties and internal fears as a plus size person like exercising in front of people and sweating in front of others like just knowing that it makes me not want to do it and like for some reason it feels like a spotlight isn't on me but my body which is something that I'm uncomfortable with sometimes so you're like I put what would your advice to overcome those fears so you said start small and stuff but like I guess is there any advice additionally that you would add for like say someone like me that wants to do boxing or something like where do you even like start like local gym like what do you what do you even do for something like that or training in your in your expertise all right let me let me use um let me use one of my clients for example i'm mm-hmm. not gonna say her name or anything but so i always ask my clients especially people who i just start with what is your how comfortable are you working working out in a like walking around the gym, using machines, using Smith machines, using freeways, using dumbbells. How comfortable are you in that area? And their response 
is going to dictate how I train them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say, oh, how, how do you feel using the dumbbells that are, the dumbbell rack is placed in the middle of the gym? Like, oh, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that because we're in the middle of the gym, everybody's walking around. Okay, we don't have to, we don't have to go where the dumbbells are. Okay, so for one of my clients, she doesn't feel comfortable working out in front of people, so... But she wants to, but she's at that stage where she's able to go to the gym. She's comfortable in the gym, but she's not that ready to where she's able to walk around, do the machine, stuff like that. So that's yeah. perfectly fine. She's at, she's advanced into another stage. So what we do is I'll grab a set of dumbbells, I'll grab a kettlebell, I'll grab whatever we need. Mm-hmm. I'll go to a corner to where nobody is in, relatively in the area. Mm-hmm. And we'll get the workout done in the corner mm-hmm. to where she's comfortable. We're having a great session. We're having fun. We're talking. We're, you know, getting everything done. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have to have that anxiety or have that fear of people looking at her. Mm-hmm. You know, so if for tr- for working out, for weight training, mm-hmm. grab a set of dumbbells, go in a corner somewhere where nobody's going to walk past or whatever. Mm-hmm. And start small, it's small increment steps. Then you'll build your confidence up to where you got to keep walking, walking back, putting dumbbells, getting dumbbells back. You'll get more confidence. Then you feel more comfortable to go on a machine, mm-hmm. try doing a machine. And you get more confidence to go on a Smith machine or free weights. You'll get more confidence to do. Now you're, you're progressed to a super high level to where you're able to go to the gym and do everything. Mm-hmm. Now, another uh, problem with that is the anxiety comes from lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay, so people, they look at a piece of gym equipment and a lot of my clients, I'm like, do you know what this machine is? Like, what the, what is that? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, do you know what a, a cable, cable row is? Like, what did you just <laughs> say? And it's like, okay, you know, th- their knowledge is not as advanced as a gym uh, like an average gym goer Mm -hmm. so and this is going to prevent a lot of people from it doesn't even have to be with the gym it could be with boxing Mm -hmm. um if i tell you to go to a punching bag i'm pretty sure you know what a punching bag is but let's say another person doesn't know what a punching bag is i'm like what the what is that where did you just tell me to go Mm -hmm. and so keeping going back to the gym example do some more research about you know especially if you want to start weight training do some more research about your what you want to do. So let's say weight training is what you want to do. Watch mm-hmm. some YouTube videos of, you know, back workouts, chest workouts, and how to use a machine. And th- the reason why I like Planet Fitness so much is because they have, on every single machine, they have their little QR scanners. And if you have mm-hmm. a smartphone, you take your phone, you scan the QR code, and it literally tells you how to use the machine, which is why I love Planet Fitness. And mm-hmm. Planet Fitness gets such a negative rap. Oh, my goodness. So that's to start. Educate yourself, and you'll feel more comfortable. Okay, mm-hmm. so for with the boxing, find what gym you would like to go to. Or you don't even have to go to the gym. If you want to start from your home, watch videos. Go in your room. Make sure you have a clear space so you don't injure yourself. Mm-hmm. Shadow box. Or go in your backyard. Shadow box. Mm-hmm. Or in your neighborhood where you're you're already comfortable enough to where you can walk run outside. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just start go to a park where you throw some air punches? Look mm-hmm. up videos on how to how to shadow how to throw air punches. 
mm-hmm. and then you'll slowly advance. And like, okay, I, I feel comfortable. I feel like my skills are. I'm not as a super beginner. I'm not a novice. I'm a little yep. bit more advanced, but I want to continue. Mm-hmm. Small progression steps is going to help you achieve your long-term goal. So for for your case, I would say start shadow boxing. Watch uh-huh. videos on proper punch form, uh, proper kick form, or whatever, you know, and work your way up. Practice everything. You don't got to be perfect at it. Just get a feel for it, you know. Get out that awkward stage where you could, you know, move around and do all these crazy punches in your room then do it outside Mm -hmm. then look up videos of boxing in the gym Mm -hmm. then get a good idea of the atmosphere in the gyms uh in the boxing gyms uh yeah and that's honestly what i recommend for you for your case and then once you find once you're more comfortable like okay let's let's fucking do this Mm -hmm. you go to the gym Mm -hmm. you don't have to sign up ask for a tour Mm-hmm. No gym is going to turn down a tour because mm-hmm. if you're interested, you're going to sign up. You're making the money. Mm-hmm. Ask for a tour. Walk around. Mm-hmm. Get a get a feel for it. If you don't like it, there's, there's other boxing gyms. It might mm-hmm. not be in a nearby area, but you don't got to sign up at that gym. You might yeah. not like, holy shit, like there's a bunch of guys that keep fucking that keep looking at me. Mm-hmm. You don't got to go to that gym. Go find you'll find another one. Yeah. So definitely that would be my advice. And I apologize to anybody cursing if. I mean, curse. Listen, if I keep cursing, just super excited and just letting everything go. Uh, thank you. And it happens. <laughs> um, so you mentioned in this um, recording, but also in the one that I was listening with Chanel, um, how you like evaluate your clients for a session with them. And okay. Because I know you thinking about that. I'm like, yeah. That's not that bad. But if I thought of, like, just a trainer, just, like, some random trainer, like, whatever, you know what I'm saying? That brings up a lot of anxiety for someone like me or someone that that wants to train with you that's listening to this that doesn't know you and is going to reach out to you or something. It brings up a lot of anxieties because my brain goes, this is a test. Even though it's evaluation, it's like, this is a test. I'm going to fail. You don't know what you're doing. And also my brain, it's kind of bad. I told my sister this. It's like, my brain goes, you're plus size, you don't know what you're doing, like, you, you're gonna fail, like, just, it's like escape, 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 so how, <laughs> what advice would you give to someone like that, um, who's scared to even, like, contact a personal trainer, or is scared to even have that evaluation phase? So, this is such a great, great question, and a lot of, I know a lot of people have the same question, so, this is just going to honestly be based off the trainer, the fitness professional. This is going to be based off of their personality. I have a very bubbly personality to where I can meet somebody new. I can talk with them. It won't be awkward at all. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I feel for their, their vibe, what they're giving off. And if they don't like to talk, I I won't make them talk. Mm -hmm. But for me, uh, I always have, I try to get like a, a, what what is this? Uh, a Skype call or like a Zoom call. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. And talk. Just mm-hmm. have a normal conversation. Like, hey, what what are your fitness goals? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you what do you hope to achieve? Of course, I would start with like uh like a text or like a e- uh, email or DM. Start small and then I would love to get on a uh Zoom or Skype call and then progress and try to make the person feel as comfortable as possible. Um and this is just gonna be with 
trial and area, honestly. If, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like you, you know a trainer in your area mm-hmm. and you want to contact them, contact them. See if you could get on a, a call with them, hear how they interact, how they speak, how they talk, and mm-hmm. go from there. If you're like, oh, I really, like, for somebody listening to this, they might be like, oh, I don't like how he's cursing a lot. You don't have to, there's other trainers that you can contact. Mm-hmm. If you don't like, you know, how I speak or, you know, some words that I use, you can contact another trainer. There, mm-hmm. There's other good trainers out there that mm-hmm. are going to be a better fit for you. Mm-hmm. So my advice would be for somebody, if you're, you know, looking for a trainer, looking for workout programs, contact the trainer, get a feel for, you know, how they interact with you, how they speak, how they do all this stuff, and then progressively go from there. Mm-hmm. So let's say you get a trainer. So let's use me and you, for example. Mm-hmm. Contact me. Everything is good. Now we're going to the gym. Mm-hmm. My job, well, my job would be to, first of all, make you feel as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you don't feel comfortable in the gym. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to make it feel as safe, relaxed, and as fun as possible. Mm-hmm. That's honestly the goal, right? First of all. Then I would just have you do basic stuff. If mm-hmm. if you get a trainer and they have you doing deadlifts or squats with 100 pounds on your back, the first session, you need a new trainer. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you that from, you know, you need a new trainer. Mm-hmm. So the set first session with me is always a fun session, always mm-hmm. an assessment. But I don't tell my clients I don't tell anybody who I've worked with. I, I don't tell them it's, it's not assessment because then they'll think, oh, wow, this is, if I do this wrong, I might, he might not work with me. Uh-huh. I, I would never say that. Mm-hmm. So let's use, let's use you an example. Okay. I would, I would tell you to take a dumbbell, uh-huh. a light dumbbell, of course, and put it over your head. Mm-hmm. And if I notice that you struggle or like there, there's pain, mm-hmm. I'm okay. I take a, a note of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. She has. There was shoulder pain when mm. the dumbbell was lifted overhead. Mm-hmm. Now I know that that irritates you, but I wouldn't. I'm not gonna say that to you. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that hurt. Put it down. Let's let's do something else, right? Okay. Or let's say a squat, for example. If I tell you to squat, and you tip over to the side, you probably have some hip issues or some mm-hmm. mobility issues that we could work on. Take a mental note. But I'm not gonna be like, what the? Like, why did you just tip over? I'm not mm-hmm. gonna make you feel uncomfortable. I'm not gonna tell you, oh, you're not supposed to do it like that. I'm not gonna do it like that. I'm going yeah. to take a note mm-hmm. and then tell you afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say you couldn't lift your you had that shoulder pain, mm-hmm. you had that balance issue, and but everything else you were fine. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you at the end of, hey, so this session was an assessment. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see where you were at, what you were capable to do, capable to do, what you weren't able to do, and here's what I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have great posture. Your forward, your shoulders are not rounded forward, which is a good thing. But mm-hmm. I did notice that you had uh, some form of impingement, impingement pain in your shoulder when pressing. Mm-hmm. Something we could work on. Here's what we could do for that. Mm-hmm. Use some resistance bands, some body weight training for your shoulder. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you're fine with that. Don't worry about it. That's correctable. I did notice that when you did a squat, kind of tipped over to your left side, Mm -hmm. just a sign of a slight muscle imbalance. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Other than that, you killed it. Uh, Don't worry about the workout program. 
I'll design everything for you and I'll keep you in a loop. I'll explain exactly why I put an exercise in the program, exactly what we're going to do to correct, you know, the issues that we've come across. Mm-hmm. So that that's from my perspective. And some trainers might not do that. Other trainers will, will do exactly that or they'll do it better than me. Mm-hmm. This is from my perspective. So if somebody listening is interested in working with me, that's exactly how I do it. I would tell you do a simple movement and take a note of how you did that movement. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other fitness professionals, they will do that. And they have their, you know, their techniques to where you have to do this, you have to do this. They have their uh, routines. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't do an, an assessment with a trainer, then you need a new trainer because if they're just going to get you started right away, like you don't know shit about that person's body. You don't mm-hmm. know what type of movements can hurt them, you know. So if so, if somebody is interested in working, it doesn't have to be with me. It could be with just a trainer that you see on Instagram or Facebook, you would mm-hmm. like to work with them, contact them, get a feel for them, mm-hmm. rec- ask if you could get a, a, tr- a trial session, see how they how they are in person. And if you don't like how they interact in person or, you know, you just get a bad feeling of it, don't mm-hmm. do it. There's other trainers in the world. So that would be my recommendation for somebody who, you know, who has anxiety or feels nervous to contact somebody, you know, mm-hmm. We're, as a fitness professional, we're here to help you. We're here to help you reach your fitness goals, your nutrition goals, making sure your health is good and mm-hmm. you're happy. That, that for me, okay, mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of other trainers that are only in it for the money. And they'll tell you all this. Oh, yeah, you'll, you'll reach your goals by this, by this day. Like, mm-hmm. what? Is that, is that even possible? And they'll charge a ridiculous amount of price, ridiculously high prices. A good fitness trainer, good fitness professional is going to help you achieve your goals and be 100% honest with you. Mm-hmm. And that that's what you, you know, need to be on the lookout for. So hope that answered your question. Yeah, that did. I just have one more and it's kind of like two in one, but they're similar. It's so when you look on area, when you're looking for like, like me, like I said, I look online. So it's like I'm looking for areas that I, I want to strengthen, like my arms, for example, Okay. And you're looking for these workouts and these it's these fit people showing you these workouts and you're like, I can't do that. Like Chanel, I asked Chanel to ask you like what to use what to do for arms and and uh you're like so close push up or close up whatever. And I was like, bold of him to assume I can do a push up. I can barely do twenty. Like, so how do you find like how do you I guess find workouts for beginners, I guess? And also how do you not feel shameful for needing it modified or that not working for you if that makes sense great i love these questions these questions are getting me so excited so i i'm gonna go back to it again you need to crawl before you can run it you it's it's the same principle if you've been listening for you know hour and two minutes that we're at right now if you've been listening you probably heard me say that same phrase four or five times and it's not because I like saying crawl and run. It's because it's true. Okay, so, and and going back to these toxic fitness influencers, they're going to put out these workouts, uh, do a push-up into a backflip. What? You, <laughs> yeah. What? Did you just assume I can do a, a, a backflip? Mm-hmm. What? They're, those are 
workouts designed for other people. Mm-hmm. Those workouts are designed for people who can do a push up into a backflip. Mm-hmm. And there's people like that. Mm-hmm. That's not somebody you should be following. Mm-hmm. If if that comes on your feet a lot, you need to start unfollowing these people because you're like, damn, if if he can do a push up into a backflip, why why can't I do that? Then mm-hmm. you'll get into his mindset like, damn, like I, I just suck. Mm-hmm. This is this is <laughs> not good at all. Yeah. And you'll you'll feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm remove the toxic from from your feet mm-hmm. start with start with beginner workouts mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of fitness people that do beginner workouts mm-hmm. and they'll post them and some are a little bit more advanced but there's always an alternative there's mm-hmm. not one exercise in the world that you need to do mm-hmm. i would recommend doing cardio but for your heart health and other reasons but you don't have to do cardio Mm-hmm. But, like I said, there's no exercise that you need to do that's, uh, you know, or you need to deadlift or you're going to die. <laughs> there's no no exercise like that. Yeah. Okay, so let's say you want to do a push-up. Mm-hmm. And you tell me, I can't even do a push-up. Okay, mm-hmm. do a knee push-up. I can't even do a, a knee push-up. Okay, do a wall push-up. Mm-hmm. The principle... It's called progressive overload. Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's say let's use the push-up for example. Yeah. Let's say I, I I you ask me for a workout program. I give you a workout program, and it has three sets of five push-ups. You're gonna you better fucking you better email me like, listen, what the <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know, like I can't even do a push-up. What? Yeah. How do you expect me to f- complete this workout when I can't even do it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'll modify it. Try doing a knee push-up, three sets of five. Like, wait, I did two knee push-ups. They were pretty good, but I can't do three, three sets of five. Like, mm-hmm. you need to make, you need to help me out more. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on your wall, put your hands against your wall, and do push-ups like that. Mm-hmm. Do three sets of five. Oh, that that felt pretty good. I like that. Do that for a while, mm-hmm. and then like, okay. You got to communicate. The wall push-ups are too easy now. I could probably do three sets of 15. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Now try it on your knees. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, I was able to do three sets of three. Sets of three. Mm-hmm. You know, but before you only did one set of two. Yeah. And then you slowly, once you get good at, oh, these knee push-ups are easy. I could probably do 100. Mm-hmm. Now try doing your regular push-up. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, I uh, still kind of hard. Go mm-hmm. back to the knee push-up, perfect mm-hmm. that, then go to the regular push-up. And once you're able to do perfect push-ups, mm-hmm. keep advancing. There's always a way to make an exercise harder. Mm-hmm. Once from the push-up, you do a one-handed push-up. Once mm-hmm. there, you add a one-handed push-up with weight. There's everything you can do. There's so many, so many things you can do to make an exercise easier or mm-hmm. make exercise more difficult. So, like I said, there's people who can do, give out advice for more advanced people mm-hmm. and people who are more for the more beginners. Mm-hmm. So that that is a great point. And a lot of people, they look for these workouts and mm-hmm. I just posted a workout and nobody, somebody might not be able to do three, three sets of 10 squats. Mm-hmm. So I would, they, I would make a workout easier, mm-hmm. do two sets of five. Then slowly build up. So you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
I, I would never expect a client to be able to come into a gym for the first time and squat 135 pounds. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'd be happy if they could squat, do 10 good squats. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy if they were to come to the gym and do one squat. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to start somewhere. You have to start small. You can't expect mm-hmm. to see these people and be like, wow, I want to be like that. I want to be able to do bench 225 pounds. What? You don't even, you can't even bench 45 pounds. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. So start small. Mm-hmm. There's so much information on the wet, on the internet where you can look up, uh, how do you say, uh, routines or steps to do my first push up, steps mm-hmm. to do my first pull up, steps mm-hmm. to squat 135. There's so much information that you can find. But, it, you know, if you see these influencers, some really good influencers are going to put out workouts mm-hmm. that are designed to help the be- super beginners. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's all stages. You know, you, you got to start somewhere and work your way. Yeah. I love that question so much. Oh, thank you. There's one more that popped up. I promise. I promise I'm wrapping up. Um, so for me, like I said, I run. I'm a runner. And I started doing like strength training, like uh, lifting a little bit of dumbbells in my house and using my sister's volleyball conditioning workout because, you know, it's yeah. And it's like sometimes I'll, I'll do it. And if I don't run, I'm like, well, then that wasn't a workout. Even if I did like 100 squats, 100 crunches and all this other crap, I'm like, well, uh, that wasn't like a real workout. And then I feel crappy. Um or like, say I do go for a run, like today, I went for a run before um, we jumped on this call, and um, I ended up running for longer, right, but my mile time was, uh, like the time was higher, so I kind of felt crappy about it, like, oh, then I didn't work out as n- enough, or as much as I usually do, like, how do you, like, fix that mentality, I guess, or even not fix, but how do you stop thinking like that, because I know, like, last night when I lifted, and stuff yeah I worked out you know what I'm saying like it it was something it's better than just sitting so like any anything you would say that another great question um a lot of people think that if you don't sweat during a workout you didn't work hard enough you Mm -hmm. don't uh you're not sore the next day you didn't work hard enough Mm -hmm. well first of all you can sweat doing a presentation in front of people yeah. So you don't you don't need to sweat while you're doing a workout. Same mm-hmm. thing with muscle soreness. Just because you're sore doesn't mean you're you didn't have a good workout. Mm-hmm. You might have not lifted as heavy, but mm-hmm. that could mean that your form was spot on in that workout session, which is gonna make you improve. Um, my recommendation would be just be glad you did it. Mm-hmm. You know, try to get. Because, like you said, you could have just been sitting around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You went on your run. You did your, your workout in the home. You, you did something. That's better than nothing. Yeah. So that, that's just like a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Be glad you did it. Mm-hmm. Before your workouts, set a goal. Short-term goals. I'm going back to it. Short-term goals, right? Uh-huh. Let's say you want to go for a run, but you're not really sure how you're feeling. Set a... a I want to run a mile in 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to do it, you accomplished it. You'll feel great. Or let's say you got your dumbbells. Oh, I want to do 
uh, 20 squats with the dumbbells in my hands, mm-hmm. set the goal before the workout, get just get the goal done, and mm-hmm. then complete your workout. And then you'll look back like, okay, I set the goal, and I reached the goal. I'm happy now. You know, yeah. even though I'm not as tired, I didn't sweat. Mm-hmm. You you accomplish your goal. You know, it's a good feeling. Yeah. So set set short goals before your workout. Plan it. You know, if you feel like you're gonna go for a run this Saturday, mm-hmm. set if you want to do five miles. Okay, I want to run five miles, and I want to be done in so and so minutes. Mm-hmm. Of course, make the goal realistic. Yeah. And then, look back. You look back like, wow, I I accomplished the goal. I'm I'm super happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I might I might not sweat as much. I might have not you know feel muscle soreness the, the next day, but you got it done. Good job. So that that definitely is my recommendation for you know not feeling accomplished afterwards should uh, set a goal before prior to the workout and then look back like and you you'll, you'll complete it mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah well thank you that's all i have for you <laughs> perfect so i really appreciate you getting on this call with me uh, a lot of people might have the same questions or you know looking for advice and I know this is going to help a lot of people, hopefully. You know, if it helps somebody, if it helps one other person, yeah, I, I'll be happy. So if you're someone who is interested in beginner workouts, beginner nutrition, any advice, you can contact me anytime. I'm not going to charge you to ask me a, ask me a question. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I put out free content, free advice, free everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who has anxiety or you know doesn't feel feel the really want to contact somebody Mm. contact me we'll get shit going all right so um do you have anything else you want to mention go over uh no i'm good but uh plug your socials man where can they so so instagram styles underscore fitness facebook twitter all that uh i have a question for you actually uh-huh. What advice would you give to somebody who struggles, who is going through what you went through or might have the same questions that you had today? What is some advice you would give somebody struggling with what you already got past or now that you know the answers to? Uh, well. So, sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. The <laughs> first thought was, get a therapist um you don't need to do that but um like when I was listening to your last podcast what caused all these questions I wrote them down not thinking I was gonna ask someone and that's how it got so um like real if that makes sense and in-depth because yeah I wouldn't have just like been like hey let me let me ask you this you know um but I guess um like starting out like I just did it like even even if I don't run for a week and then I go back to do it, I do get in my head, like people are going to look at me. You just got to get out there and do it because once you're out there, then I'm like, Oh, I like this. I get in my head in a good way. Like I'm like distracted with my run and stuff, but I would say, yeah. And honestly, it's hard, like not to compare yourself. Like I, I'll be honest. I was comparing myself to Chanel's Chanel's stuff, you know? And I was like, we've had two different starting weights. We're at two different weights. Now we, and it's just you gotta stop and I follow people with the same body type as me 
that's plus size that are non-binary that are you know this stuff so then I don't feel like I'm competing or that I'm like my body's a bad body (laughs) so yeah that's what I'd recommend yeah perfect Uh, I like I said I really appreciate you taking your time to get on this call with me a lot of people will benefit from this so uh I was I was gonna say something else (laughs) I was gonna say something else I can't think of it so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I will be releasing this Saturday, maybe. I'll, I'll be release, releasing this soon. So mm-hmm. by the time I release this, I will have another episode planned already. So this is going to be released Saturday. Uh, what day is Saturday? Saturday the 9th. And then I will be releasing something, an, another episode uh, the 13th, Wednesday the 13th. So stay tuned for that. Thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate you. And anybody who struggles with an eating disorder or needs advice, fitness related, or can be literally anything, if you're someone who just wants to talk to somebody, you can contact me whenever you want. No judgment, no anything. I want to help as many people as possible in any way I can. So that being said, hope you guys enjoy the episode and I'll catch you on the next one. 